All right, welcome in to episode one. Not sure what it's going to be called yet. Uh, we'll be taking taking any advice we can get. Um, it's a little podcast devoted to uh, little little sports, little leadership, little hot takes. I got got my boy over here. Uh, we're working on this together. Going to introduce himself. How are you doing? My name is Evan Audifer. I'm really excited to be here on the podcast for the first edition, first recording. We've got a got a couple cool uh, topics lined up, and we're uh, we're really excited to be bringing this to to you guys to our huge audience that we're expecting. And um, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to be here, and I'm, I'm I'm ready to get going, ready to talk some talk some sports, talk some sports leadership, which is kind of the foundation for all of this. Um, and of course, you know, with our with our sly personalities, we'll be bringing in any hot takes, anything like that we've got. So I'm ready to get going, man. I'm yeah, excited to be here. Right. Yeah, let's jump into it. Uh, so first thing I think we should probably bring up is uh, the start of the Richmond Spiders basketball season, which took place last Friday night against uh, the Udell Hens. Fighting and Hens. Fighting Hens. Yeah. Important. And I mean, I think a lot of people, including, you know, not just us, but fans around campus and you know around the city and people who you know came from out of the city to see expected a pretty good game maybe even a richmond spiders blowout and i don't think that's really what we got yeah i mean i of course i think it's it's first very important to um establish that we are university of richmond students so this is this is a super super a topic that hits really close to home yeah. and you know we were very excited for the for the beginning of this season um spiders coming in obviously lost two huge pieces um, in terms of former A-10 player of the year, T.J. Klein, and uh, A-10 second team, um, all-second team point guard, Shondre Jones, who brought a lot of the scoring and, and just, you know, a lot of the, the team production. Uh, but there was still a lot to look forward to in terms of the beginning of the season, um, returning two really bright, shining sophomores in, in A-10 rookie of the year, DeMonte Buckingham and Nick Sherrod as well, two local products who had strong freshman seasons. And we had uh, some interesting newcomers in um, junior transfer Sally Stansberry, who is an American but played in France, uh, the son of the great Terrence Stansberry that played in the NBA, and Jacob Gilliard, a really highly touted freshman point guard, small in stature but big in production. Um, and so, you know, as you were saying, we were super excited to get out, get out there, you know, front row, start of our final season as as front row fans, front line fans, um, as we like to say. And Always. you know, it, it unfortunately it, it didn't you know work out the way we wanted. Yeah, so you know the final didn't look that terrible. It was seventy six to sixty three loss, but you know at half we were down twenty nine and just not seeing really any production from our team all around. Um, we really shot pretty poorly the whole night. I mean, nineteen percent overall from three is pretty atrocious. I mean, the fact that they shot fifty six percent from the field was also pretty unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> um, I feel like any team that comes into our building shoots much better than we ever do, uh, which is tough. But you know, we also got to see the return of Grant Golden. Uh, who yeah, got, big who had story. to get that medical red shirt last year due to some heart conditions. Uh, glad to see him healthy and back on the court, really for the first time, because um, we were both were abroad last year and didn't really get to see him play. And I mean, he only played in a couple games last year, so it's good to see him out there. Kind of looked, kind of remind me of a young T.J. Klein out there. Oh but, man, don't get me started. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that w- that was over by the end of like three minutes into yeah. the game. I, um, that belief was gone. Yeah, let me hit you with a couple more stats. Um, we want to we want to give a shout out to you know the f- the the first uh, sponsored athlete on the podcast uh, Delaware forward Ryan Daly. Um, this guy is you know the goat. We, we started off with a um, with a with little tough treatment of him in terms of being the ones in the student section, but he proved us wrong. Um, I believe he had had twenty two points in the game um, and wasn't a, a super flashy player. wasn't really you know um, taking over the game by any means, but he really let the game come to him. Played well. Um, 
and you know he was he was talking to us a little bit during the game so that was always fun you know once we realized that it wasn't really going to be a competitive game in our favor um something else i do want to point out um something i was looking forward to this year was was some potential to actually compete in our front court um as i was talking about sally stansbury tj klein actually went out of his way in uh, in a post-game press conference last year to say that stansbury was really playing well and was really a player to look out for in terms of production next year um, in his Spiders debut, he played only 19 minutes, starting in the four slot. Had two points and three rebounds. Yeah, and you overall know, the, pretty pathetic performance. This, this is, you know, I don't want it. I don't want it to be a knock on the the player at all because I'm sure he's going to improve. You have to chalk it up to a lot of still getting used to the system. You know, first they're working time hard playing. in the gym out there. We respect all of them. Of course, um, we do. Shout out to A10 Talk. We do respect them. But um, you know, I just do want to point out a, a player that's highly touted like that. Uh, you, you know, we we expected a higher performance than two points and three rebounds. Um, then in addition, Grant Golden, you know, really excited to see him back on the court, and I know he's going to have a great year. But in 33 minutes, only six points and six rebounds, and I think the six rebounds is is more of the teller there. Um, you just know, fe- yeah, it just felt like everything he went up for, he wasn't getting, yeah, wasn't coming down with. It just felt like people were, you know, outbodying him. Credit to the UDL guys, of course, but. You know, sometimes the ball just wasn't falling our way. I think that night was definitely one of those nights. But I think overall as a team, we just got to be a little more aggressive, uh, especially when it comes to the boards. Yep. But, you know, it was nice to see that uh, freshman Jacob Gilliard come out. Uh, looked a little hesitant at first. I mean, what freshman wouldn't be? I remember seeing Kadeem Smith, who now is at Siena, I believe. Yeah. And he would get get on the court, and it just seemed like he wanted to pass right away. Looked really nervous out there. Didn't want to make a mistake, which is totally understandable. Of course. Uh, but second half, he really came out. Came out fire, and he ended up with 17 points and four assists. And, you know, he's hitting some threes, getting the crowd going despite uh, being down a ton. I think that's something that gives the fans something to look forward to. Definitely for me, is, and I'm sure you, when we graduate, be nice to watch him for the next three years. Of course. And, um, you know, like you were saying, 17 points, four assists in your first collegiate game is, is no, um, you know, sh- no small performance. And I believe it was 15 of those points came in the second half. And, you know, the second half in general, as we were saying, we were down, uh, I believe, 20... What was it 27? No, 20, 29 points. 29, yeah, yeah, 29 points at halftime. Um, and to pull it within a 13-point game, that obviously shows that we came out in the second half. And, you know, we at least brought it to a competitive, you know, competitive level. Got the crowd back in. Gilliard with those 15 second-half points, he really did a pretty outstanding job. And, you know, in terms of going forward, it's pretty easy for fans to see, okay, you know, we didn't show up in the first half, but we did in the second half. And we can carry that second-half performance into the next game. And that's what we thought going into uh, Monday's matchup versus um, reigning Ohio Valley Conference champion, I believe, Jacksonville yep. State, which Tournament is surpri- surprisingly not located in Florida, <laughs> but actually in Alabama. So that, yeah, that doesn't make you know, any that sense. That dynamic is throwing us <laughs> off. But yeah, um, we, so we were looking forward to this game, a Monday matinee, 12 o'clock noon game. and Expected for no one to be there. And, and we walk in. <laughs> There's about 311 year olds, you know, dabbing and doing whatever Swiss else, splashing whatever they're doing out there, whatever they're dancing to these days. But man, we thought we were gonna have our seats, and we got jacked. But luckily, we were able to sm- sneak our way onto the other side. But we man, were. it was loud in that first half. Man, I mean, it felt like there were just bats everywhere. I couldn't hear, it. <laughs> couldn't hear anything. But um, yeah, I mean, I really thought we were gonna come out ready to go. And once that first three went down for Jacksonville State, <laughs> yeah. I was like. Oh man, we're in tr- we're in trouble. All yeah. right. Um, final score was ninety four sixty one. Really, really, not a lot of great things to take away from this. We were down fifty to twenty nine at the half, which I guess is a little bit better than the first game. But uh, you know, being out rebounded forty two to twenty again, some of the same problems we saw in the first game. 
I mean, that's you just can't expect to win when you're getting forty two when you're getting out rebounded forty two to twenty, especially when they had thirteen offensive rebounds and we had thirteen defensive rebounds the whole game. That's pretty pretty awful. I mean, twenty one percent from three is unfortunately an improvement from but the last game. It's but not enough of an improvement. Yeah, not something we want to see, you know, regularly. Um I mean, yeah, you want to take this? I don't really yeah. know where to go from No, here. I mean, you know, like I was saying, um, it, regardless of the performance in the opening night, there were some things to take away from, you know, some positives. And from this second game, I mean, I, I'm having trouble thinking of a single positive. And, you know, no disrespect to Jacksonville State as a program. As I was saying, the reigning Ohio Valley Conference champion coming into the Robin Center. Um, but, you know, to lose by 33 points at home, I mean, you know, I just – I. I we, I was baffled in terms of how much they were able to take over the game, you know, take us out of the game and what we were doing. I again want to highlight what Andrew brought up. They had 13 offensive rebounds and we had 13 defensive rebounds. I mean, that is pretty, pretty bad. That that is not not good. Um, you know, to put it to put it lightly, um, I do want to do bring up uh, one positive. Grant Golden definitely played a lot better in this game, and it seemed like the offense was you know really running through him at some points. He finished with. 13.6 assists and four rebounds. The four rebounds is the key stat there. It is a key stat. He's got to um, do better than that. He does have to. And, and you know, I do want to say um, uh, the six assists is kind of good in terms of TJ-esque-like numbers. Getting six assists from that high post position is Pretty definitely impressive. on the positive side, but I'd rather see six rebounds and four assists any day of the week. Um, I do, in terms of Jacksonville State, want to give a shout-out to Norbertus Giga, pride of Lithuania. Let me tell beast. you, this guy, seven-foot, you know, forward-slash-center, um, could step out and stroke the three confidently. Had some scouts there watching yeah, him. Yeah, apparently there were some were some pro scouts out there watching this guy, and he was the real deal. Um, he played really really well, and it was it was cool to see him play. I had no idea who he was beforehand, um, but he impressed. And you know, from these two games, this 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 Spiders team is sitting at zero and two right now. We have a week off, um, and and. You know, in I, I don't know when they're flying out, but we are participating in the Cayman Islands Classic, and that which Jacksonville is, State game was actually the first game in that. Which is hard um, to believe that there's still going to be a classic there. Yeah, you know, hopefully the Cayman Islands is looking okay. I, I actually learned that the stadium they're playing in is, in a, is a high school gym. So it's going to be pretty rowdy, yeah, trust me. Yeah, pretty rowdy, but, um, you know, as a Spiders fan, you know, you want to stay positive, but, you know, there's just not a lot to look forward to. Um, our first game is against UAB on University of Alabama, Alabama Birmingham, Birmingham, sorry, Birmingham. Um, on Monday, and then we will play the winner of Buffalo Cincinnati on Tuesday, and then from there, however we do, we'll get a, a Wednesday game. Um, any thoughts, at Andrew, on terms of you know how you feel about the Spiders team at Cincinnati and two going up to to face a a decent looking two and zero Alabama Birmingham team in the Cayman Islands. I mean, I'm just going to go in with the same mentality I've had the last couple of years, just expect to lose every game, and then my emotional <laughs> being will be much uplifted if we win. I'll be very surprised, and, you know, that's better than expecting to win every game and then losing by, you know, 34, whatever we lost by the last game, 33. Um, I mean, I don't really know what team we can beat and what team we can't <laughs> beat at this point. Uh, UAB, like, they could probably be a terrible program in my eyes, and then they'll <laughs> whip us by 25. Correct. I don't see us beating Cincy, maybe Buffalo. I remember we played them. I think we played them a couple of years ago. Not really too sure, but yeah. if we did, we probably lost. Um, yeah, I did see Cincinnati was actually picked to be a Final Four team by one of the analysts, analysts tonight Jeez, before the Duke no Michigan way, State really? game. So yeah, we're in trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is not good. Uh, just a quick sh uh, preview for the UAB game. Um, 
their their marquee players, junior forward Chris Coakley, uh, averaging nice. 19 points and 11 rebounds. And that oh, 11 rebounds, trouble. you know, if you if you've got a double digit, and it's two games, I should I should point out, but still. But, a player that's averaging 11 rebounds coming up against coming up against the Spiders that have such an issue rebounding consistently. He's aver- um, he's averaging more rebounds and Grant Golden's had this season. Exactly, bro. total. <laughs> and so you know that um, that's not something you know that's something we're something really gonna have to, to key about. on. And then they've got a really uh, impressive freshman guard Zach Bryant averaging 17 and five. I believe he's shooting somewhere around 50 percent from the field, if not higher. Um, as a guard, which is very impressive. So those are two marquee players in the front court and back court we've got to look forward to um, in terms of, you know, keying in on. So if you have any other, you know, anything to, to bring up in terms of the Richmond, the Richmond Spiders, however looking, um, anything like that, if not, we can kind of transition into a little bit, you know, of a bigger market in terms of college basketball, some of the games that we saw tonight on, on Super Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, I just hope right now that Coach Mooney is getting these guys in, in shape, man. I mean, uh, oh, wait, it's time. It's time for a segment. Oh, oh, our first, our first inaugural segment on the on the Frontline Fanatics podcast that we've yet to name. But we do have a first segment, and and we're going to introduce you to this now. Um, uh, you know the the podcast or the segment. I apologize is going to be a weekly installment here, and we're calling it "Is Chris Mooney Fired Yet?" And the answer is no, no. Unfortunately, no. And I don't want to say unfortunately in that way, but we've. You know, both of us have been sitting here for four years and watching the program struggle with a lot of the same um, issues. And uh, you know, we don't even have an AD right now. I mean, now officially we do, we do AD, but, but I mean, I don't really know what if he's gonna, you know, want to come in after 17, 18 years at Bucknell and want to fire the coach. On absolutely, the first month. I absolutely, mean, I feel like if this can performance continues, he can't really have a choice if he doesn't want to be on the hot seat. But I don't know, man. There's a lot of support. On there Twitter is out a lot there. of social media. Shout, shout out people, to our social media shout out to the social presence. media presence. Yeah, um, you can follow us at Frontline Fanatics on Twitter. Um, maybe underscore. We're working on the Twitter page <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got guys in their sixties tweeting at me saying "Fire yeah. Mooney," random people liking my tweets about it. There's um, a movement. There's I got movement. VCU Ballers Life cameraman. Shout out Andrew Canavos. Shout out Canavos. Um, DMing me saying, "Is this team really that bad? Or is it just a <laughs> fluke?" Asking me if like Mooney's gonna get fired, and then he's like, "Yeah, he's got to go." And then he's like, "Why? Why do you guys have a game at twelve o'clock on a Monday? Do you want? Do you want an empty gym? All questions I can't answer. But, Cannot. Um, yeah. So I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't see anything happening before the new ID comes in in January. I don't see the interim ID making a move to fire him. Um, I just feel like that wouldn't go well for him overall. And, I mean, I don't know how the team feels about him. Hopefully we can get some updates yeah. from them at some um, point. I completely agree with you. I, I, I think it would be an incredible, incredibly bold move for a brand-new AD to come into a school and, and fire the basketball coach. That's, you know, and while we like to give Coach Mooney a lot of criticism, he really has a huge, um, you know, he's got a, he's got a huge following and a, and a pretty successful and impressive resume regardless of the recent um, results and you know I honestly think we'd have to sit there and go something like oh and ten for for him to get fired midseason. Um, but you know I think you know I think that's that's been enough about <laughs> the ailing spiders. And I want to turn to as I was talking about the big games that were going on tonight in college basketball. We've oh, already yeah. had one final. Um, number one Duke, number two Michigan State. It was an eighty-eight to eighty-one great Blue game. Devils victory. Great game to watch. Felt like a March game. It really November. did. Yeah, I mean, they were really scrapping at each other. They were, there were some hard hits, man. There were people getting nailed in the face. Grayson Allen being seen as the enemy again, classic. But overall, good game. Got to see uh, 
got to see some big freshman previews today. Absolutely. Um, they they played pretty well. I, I mean, I got I got to say, I mean, it's your first college, or I guess third college game, but first real college game on the national against spotlight. The, yeah, if, I mean, regardless, against the number one or number two team, you know, which is something that doesn't happen every regular season college season. Um, you know, every season in terms of the regular season matchups, that's a huge, uh, huge state, you know, stage to perform on. And I think there was a pretty good performance as overall. Got to highlight Grayson Allen going for, for, for a career high 37. I think he went seven for 11 from three. I mean, um, how is that guy still eligible, man? I feel like he's been in the NCAA for like 25 years. You know, he has, but at the same time, I feel like he's only, it seems like he's been there for so long because, you know, every trip that he, that he commits is like another year on his, on his lifespan. Um, top ten or no in the draft? No, not top ten, but I think he's a first round pick. Definitely, I think all five. Of Heard it here first. First round pick, Grayson Allen. First round pick, you can lock it up. I think. Uh, I actually think the entire Duke starting five is going to go first round. Uh, well, maybe not first round. I think they're all going to get drafted. I think Duke is going to have a brand new starting five next year. The new Kentucky. I think the only team or the only player in that lineup that could actually stay for another year would be um, Gary Trent Jr., the two guard on that team. Um, but that remains to be seen. Um, you know, just again, a, a great performance by Grayson Allen with Marvin, with Marvin Bagley, the number one player um, in this year's class, going down with a with an eye injury early on, and, and we we hope that that's not anything serious and that he can get back to the court soon. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. You know, the most important. Um, so. I think we got to also look at you know Coach K, man. How how many years has he got in the tank? I mean, it feels like this guy's getting injured all 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 day, every day, every year. Um, I just don't see him coaching for more than 10 years. But then again, he could be invincible. Medicine's pretty crazy. He's been getting some pretty weird surgeries lately, so <laughs> I don't really know what the deal is. If you want a year prediction, I'm going to give him, he's got 30 years left. 30 years? He will coach to 100. And, and Probably and to his, his death. And this will be written in the stars and in every book as as the most legendary human in sports coaching <laughs> to, to ever walk the oh earth. No, I'm, I'm honestly joking, but I do believe he's got a good amount of time left. I mean, can you even imagine Duke basketball without Coach K? I mean, it, 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 it our whole lives, it's been, I believe it's been Coach K, or my whole, my you know, whole remembrance. Um, I think I think Duke-Miami, the projected 1 versus 11 matchup, uh, January 15th, 7 p.m. by 8.30 p.m., Coach K will be injured, surgery next day. Wow. Bold, you, bold you, hold, you happen, heard happens every year. You heard it here first. Happens very, every year. very bold happen. prediction. Um, and then the second mm. game tonight, which I believe is might have started. The second half might have tipped. Might have tipped. Um, we got Kansas. Well, we had yeah, number four Kansas against number seven Kentucky. I believe Kentucky was actually number five before this game started tonight. But um, I think they played a really close game against the the Catamounts of Vermont, um, which might have dropped them down a little bit in terms of the rankings. Uh, we had 34-33 and a half. Can I get a score update on that? Uh, we got. 45, 43, 11, 48 left in the second half. You hear it here, folks. We've got live scoring updates brought to you by, I don't know, brought to you by Andrew Aguilera here uh, on the Google front Sports line. Search. <laughs> there you go. Get a Google machine if you oh, don't have one already. Yeah, Google Sports Search. Google Sports Search. Yahoo Answers. Um, you know, some, uh, the Kentucky team this year, and you you know Kentucky is, is notable for having so many young, freshman-loaded teams that just replace themselves every single year. But this team for Coach John Calipari is remarkable in the fact that they're most um, their vet, most veteran player on that team is sophomore Wenyan Gabriel, who beast. I believe only averaged about three points and four rebounds last year. Not a beast. Um, oh, wait, JK, he didn't play. He 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 kind of he. I think he started some games last year, but he's not really? starting. He did not start tonight. Um, Coach K started an all freshman lineup, um, including you know. 
touted five-star prospects, Hamadou Diallo, Kevin Knox, among others. Um, and I honestly, I personally, a mid-game prediction here, I think can, or Kansas is going to take this one only because of their, their more experienced leadership. They've got um, a sophomore big man, Udoka Azabuke. They've got LeGerald Vick in there. They've got Devontae Graham, some really, really good players. And Perry Ellis. Yeah, Perry Ellis is back for his 19th year of eligibility. <laughs> I wonder what Perry Ellis is doing right now. He's, he, I mean, he was going bald when he was like 22, and no, and and you know, no offense to the to the to the men that that are go going bald, bald at young age. Um, we we feel your pain. You know, I don't I don't feel the pain. I don't feel it either. I, we don't want to feel the pain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's I'm I'm seeing Perry Ellis International Clothing Company, Ooh. but I, I don't. Oh, dude, he's in Australia. Ah, signed with the Sydney Kings. Down under of the NBL. Interesting. Oh, Sydney Kings. Let's go, Kings. Interesting. Well, yeah. Um, that's that's just a little bit of a little bit of commentary on the games tonight. Um, lot lots to look forward to in terms of college basketball with with the Richmond Richmond Spider season going. Well, forward. maybe not a lot to look forward to there, but a lot to talk around about. the league. Lots, lots to, to talk, talk about. about for sure. Yeah. So we want to transition into some football. How oh. about it? <laughs> the football season's been going on for about what ten oh. weeks now, eleven weeks. Concussion. Oh. And we're finally finally getting to it. Um. But we've yeah we've got a lot to talk about. We can go into a little bit of NFL and then sneak in some college football because the recent rankings were just introduced. Um, oh, but yeah. Andrew, go ahead if you want to talk about you know just some of the, some of your um, your highlights in terms of the football season. If you want to talk about playoff outlooks, if you want to talk about specific player performances, any other headlines, give me give me something that you got here. Um, oh, man, I think the Jets, dude. Jets are looking good lately. He's he's from New York, by the way. So we got. I'm not, a, know, I'm not a Jets. He's fan. not a Jets fan, but he's from New York. So we I'm got a Colts fan. I, f- I feel the uh, I feel the pain every week of us being up in the fourth quarter and then losing. But you know, three and seven. Titans only six and three. Jags are six and three somehow. You know, after that terrible, terrible win, I don't know how they won that. Only the Chargers could play that badly. Um, but yeah, I think the Jets are going to go on a run. Going to beat the Pats. I don't think they're going to make. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but. You know, I've seen crazier things in my day. I think I actually think the Raiders are gonna get get back in this race. Need, I'd like to need, see that. Need Marshawn to turn it up, dude. He's not doing anything. Not at all. Gotta tell Del Rio, let's just give him forty carries a game, see what happens. <laughs> uh Steelers shouldn't be seven and two. Go up. Sorry, I'm going I'm going first down place down the division. Yeah. yeah. AFC is, is more by the book. Yeah, AFC's pretty close right now. I mean yeah. NFC East is kind of a blowout. Cowboys are finished. Without without Zeke, they're done. Interesting five call. more games, dude. They're gonna be call. five and no, nah, they'll be six and eight by the time that's done. Right. I don't care who they play, even if they have a bye week loss. Rams are <laughs> the, Rams are Rams are legit this year. Oh, tell me about. Let's go, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Guy. I'm I'm a huge. I'm all in. Call me Matthew Barry. I mean, I'm a <laughs> Cooper Cup guy till I die. I I love the Rams. The, in terms of the weapons that the Rams have on that roster. I mean, Ooh, I can't even name five. If you're, well, I can, and and if you remember a guy by the name of Tavon Austin, he doesn't even really do he's anything. He's quick. Anymore. He doesn't even play. He doesn't play, and that's how good the Rams are. I mean, you've got, and he's having a bad year, but you've got Sammy Watkins, you've got um, Todd Gurley. Todd, I mean, having a great year, um, and then Beast. the list goes on and on. They've got Robert Woods now, who's playing like Antonio Brown, um, and you know something I wanted to bring up with the with the NFC as as Andrew was getting in. Eagles. Well, no, I don't want to talk about the Eagles. Okay, good. I am an Eagles fan, but good. you know we'll get to that later. There, it's on bye week, so I think I'm going to give the Eagles a break before fair, I fair, get fair. into next week. I'm always down for that. Uh, but the NFC is so interesting in that every division leader right now in the NFC missed the playoffs last year, and and <gasps> that is a remarkable uh, uh, fact and a remarkable turnaround. You've got the Philadelphia Eagles, my team. I won't. 
go any farther than that, having the best year in the NFL. You right can talk now. about him, it's fair. Um, you know, just there isn't a lot to, to say in terms of this team's just Wentz for MVP. He's I I mean he's gotta be one and give me Jared Goff too, man. I, Ooh. Jared Goff for the Ooh, MVP. I like that. I like that. Great. Um the the Eagles in the NFC East are playing great. You've got the Vikings who are top of their division. They missed a They're nice. Last Case year. Keenum, man. Keenum's playing well, and they've just activated Teddy Bridgewater off the roster. Um, I'd, be, I feel, I'd honestly feel bad for Case Keenum if he lost his spot. I mean, Bridgewater definitely deserves it because he's like almost died on the field, but I don't know. They said they're going to bring him back at some point. They don't know when, but I mean, Keenum's looking good, man. I like him. I saw some ridiculous ESPN stat today that was comparing... Classic ridiculous ESPN stat. Case Keenum in his first five games to Tom Brady in his first five games as a replacement, and Keenum's stats were better. Um, yeah, Adam Keenum's, Schefter. Keenum's been in the league for like eight years. Adam, How has he not been a replacement? He's a replacement everywhere he goes. Adam Schefter did not get a lot of love for that that graphic. Um, so I've got the Eagles. I've got the Vikings. I have the New Orleans Saints. What Ooh, if, dude, I don't know how I feel about them. You know, the are they legit? When was the last time we said the Saints' best feature of their offense was the rushing attack? I mean, literally never. Camara and Mark Ingram. They're nice, man. I mean, Mark Ingram. What is he? Thirty-five by now. I mean, I really, <laughs> it's crazy, and he's, they're running great. I dude, think he's have, never been good either. What do they have? Six rushing touchdowns last week. And zero yeah, they didn't. Touchdowns. They didn't have one passing touchdown. They, they ran the Bills for a guy that watched Drew, Drew Brees growing up toss four hundred and, and three touchdowns like it was his job, which yeah. it is his job. Pretty weird to <laughs> see otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> um, the Saints are playing great, and then um, that fourth team. Oh, the Rams. The Rams, which was already yeah. brought up. The Rams are the best offense in the NFL statistically. Jerry Goff leads in uh, a weapon-filled offense that that's you know just hitting on all cylinders right now. You've got a lot of big tests coming up in terms of tough NFC teams, but you'll, I think they will totally compete um, and play some good games. So, any big, other? Yeah, big matchup next week: Rams versus Vikings. Big man. matchup: Vikings defense. Who they actually both got up. both got horns, man? Whose horns are going to win out? I don't know. I don't know. Who's got the bigger horns? The Vikings, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll see on the field. We'll see on the field. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's some interesting stuff to bring up with the NFL. How about this Goodell season. contract, though, man? You read about this? You know, I think you read more than I do. I don't understand, dude. He like he's trying to negotiate and let me just put up the number. Uh right, well, nothing like a little little silence break here. Uh I think all right, this is gonna be a guess, but I think he asked for like fifty nine point five million dollars when he already had That's an makes, accurate number. When he already Listeners, makes get, get when he, that fact he already makes going. yeah, I know. Asked for forty nine point five million right, because he thought because he thought fifty was too like pretentious. Then LOL. He, then he asked for private jet for life and lifetime health insurance for your family. Made thirty one point seven mil last la, two years ago, sorry. So that's so he wants a eighteen no, so what is that? Seventeen point math, eight million dollars a year. Increase in salary, that's absurd. For all that he does, honestly, I've never been a Jerry Jones guy, but I got to commend Jerry Jones for trying to stick up for him. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is a wacko, and I hope he fights that fight to get Goodell out because he is garbage. All they care about is money, and I don't know. I mean, money's dope, but he's a yeah. pr- he's been pretty bad and pretty controversial. Roger Goodell, you know, an exemplary sports leader, something that we're so interested in as leadership majors. And, and by exemplary, I mean pretty terrible. I would say toxic. A toxic yeah, leader, a almost. toxic leader. I mean, someone that just seems to flip, you know, stances on things and is very ambiguous and won't really... Yeah, I don't know. And, and and what he has his wife stand up for him on Twitter yeah, under with fake accounts. accounts. Come on, yeah, man. You come, gotta on. Be, come on, man. Come on, even Katie 
Even Katie didn't have his girlfriend did that. At he, least did he, he did it himself. Like, come least. on, Roger, do it yourself. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know what? Fight your own battles. When you got Papa John telling you that Goodell is costing you sales, man, you know, Papa John's an American treasure. We love this man. Like, I just don't understand it. I don't understand how he keeps staying in and making bank, but nothing I can do about that. So, move on to the NBA a little bit. Season just started, what, three weeks ago, I think? Something like that. Seems like three months ago at this point. Yeah. I mean, Celtics are the best team somehow. Cavs suck. Classic. Beginning of the year, they're always terrible. Celtics won their 13th in a row tonight against the Nets, 109-102. Big story last night, though, with uh, the uh, Cavs playing the Knicks. The Cavs. Is that a new team? Yeah, the Cavs, yeah. (laughs) Uh, the Cicadas of Cavs, new team locating in New Jersey. Bring back hashtag bring back the NJ Nets. Back I, the I NJ miss you. Miss you too. Um, yeah, one hundred four, one hundred one. Final Knicks were up twenty three in the third quarter. You know we got Ben Affleck tweeting that the game's over, cancel it. Everyone's there. All the SNL cast is there. Everyone's there to support the Knicks. Porzing God played a great game, but couldn't get it done when it mattered. Nice guy can't get it done. Sad. You got LeBron James coming in with a big performance, twenty three, twelve and nine, almost a triple double. And you need, then you got him the next day posting that Instagram. And let me that tell was you, wild. that was one that was wild because LeBron James, sure, he plays great in in New York. He plays great in the Garden. I saw an entire little mini segment about how much he goes there and takes over, and that's great. Um, but to post on social media, you kind of sitting on or standing the next logo on the next logo, saying, you know, you're welcome. Was that was that? Yeah, the I'm up. Yeah, you're welcome, King of NY. Hashtag my favorite playground. Hashtag strive for greatness. Um, Sad. You know who? Loser. You, well, not even loser, but you know who should be standing on that logo instead of LeBron James? Kyle Korver. Yeah, because Kyle Korver carried them last Kyle night. Kyle Korver he looked did like everything. Kyle Curry last <laughs> night. He, 17 points in the fourth quarter. I believe he hit, let's do the math here, five threes and two free throws. Yeah. Because he doesn't shoot inside the three-point line. Yeah. Um, they were running him off screens. Uh, he was drilling everything. Off-bounds, three-point shots. Kyle Korver got um, Kyle Korver playing incredible, and there's zero chance if he missed even two of those shots that the that the Cavaliers would have won that game. Yeah, want to do just a huge choke, really huge choke, and and you know I wasn't really impressed with um, with Frank Ntilika kind of just blatantly shoving LeBron James. And now I think as a young it's gonna kid, sell jerseys though. I, it's gonna sell jerseys, and I think as a young kid he heard that LeBron was saying you know the Knicks shouldn't have passed on Dennis Smith, and he was mad about it. But you know. If you're an unproven rookie and you've got LeBron James saying that, LeBron James can kind of say anything he wants about you Damn. within reason. I know Cantor was talking some stuff after the game oh, about yeah. LeBron, but he had a game and a half, man. 20 points, 16 rebounds, 4 assists. I don't think I've ever seen Ines Cantor play that one in my life. You know, honestly, until two days ago, I forgot Ines Cantor was on the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> so He's got to find his way into the headlines somehow. Yeah. Um, Tim I've Hardaway, heard, big game, too. I've heard a lot of stuff about Ines Cantor being a really loyal teammate and standing up for everybody, and that's fine. You know, I don't want to knock Ines Cantor for for standing up to, to LeBron James for ragging his teammate. I think that shows a lot about the character of Ines Cantor, but at the same time, um, you're Ines Cantor, and... You know, you, you can't do that. You can't cancer. do that yet. I mean, uh, you're just Enes Cantor. So that's I mean, a, he did get kicked out of his country, though. You got to give him some. Well, I was gonna say they should have <laughs> just kept him in the in the country. I think they lo- <laughs> did they lock him don't up? Don't bring him just, back. Did they lock him up in Turkey? And they yeah, were, they, they like had to it. sneak him back, basically. Yeah, I mean, they should have just. I mean, I don't know how you sneak someone who's seven one out of the country, but you <laughs> know, unibrow. You do. Too bad that's uh, um, patented. You know, and now I think is a great time to bring up our second inaugural segment second on the segment. on the channel. It's called "Someone Find a Ball." Andrew, you want to you give us the Bounce give us the that rundown. ball, bounce that ball. Where's the ball? Where's the ball? 
Uh, coming back to the United States, hey. apparently. Hey. <laughs> so Leangelo and his two teammates are coming back. Uh, got arrested for... Well, no, I guess not arrested, char- not charged either. Detained at their hotel for right. stealing some, what was it, Louis Vuitton? It was well, it was not just Louis Vuitton. It Louis was Vuitton? definitely Louis Vuitton, but there was also two other stores that they stole from. Nice. That we don't know the names, but you know, it was in a in a sh- very upscale shopping center that included the likes of, of Gucci and um, you know those other famous designer names that I couldn't pick off a wall. How much do you think LeVar paid the government? Um, I think I actually think Donald Trump paid the government of China. Really? And, and yes, he colluded. In with exchange, LeVar. oh, in exchange for big baller brand gear. Correct. True. Collusion. Since Triple he collusion. is the, since he does think he is the biggest baller. Um, hashtag narcissism. Hashtag leadership. But no, in, in all seriousness, I'm I'm happy to see uh, Leangelo and his two teammates back. On. They're gonna get suspended though, for yeah, sure. Yeah, right? you know, that's what I was gonna bring up. What do you think UCLA does? Um, now I think I actually heard um, two guys on ESPN going back and forth. One of them, I I the name is escaping me, um, was saying, you know, I think they'll get suspended a few games, and the other one was basically advocating for their suspension slash expulsion slash removal from the program. And I don't really know which side I'm on yet, and I don't think I can until I really know exactly what they did. Um, one of the theories that I've adopted from the beginning, and this is, of course, completely theoretical, but I think it could have been a situation, especially since it was three freshmen, something to do with an influencer or um, you almost want to say a form of hazing from from the upperclassmen in terms of, hey, you know, maybe you could go grab this thing for me and, and this is what we do and every kid does this, that sort of deal. But that's completely speculative. Or they're um, just big ballers and had to show off. You know, or they just wanted to steal. And I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping for their own sake that they didn't just steal, um, for for the sake of stealing. But they're back on. I believe they are back on U.S. soil. Yeah, now. they just landed two yeah. hours ago. Two hours Got ago. Swarmed so at the airport. I'm sure um, Lavar is is knee deep in making sure his his son is protected. But we'll have to see what UCLA thinks in terms of dropping the hammer. I think I'd say I'd be surprised if. There was no disciplinary action, but at the same time, I'd be surprised if they were sitting out more than 10 games. I think the best part is that Lavares and uh, what's his name? LaMelo are just in Shanghai doing big baller brand gigs and smiling and signing. So funny, dude. Hilarious. Um, I don't know. I think he's going to get suspended for a year. Wow. I don't know. I think that's the thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's not good anyways. He's all right. Yeah. He's kind of like a poor man's clay. As LeVar says, only two, only two of my sons can make the NBA. That was a pretty bad LeVar ball impression. Yeah, but that was, that was, yeah. I'll give that a, a, I don't, a I don't 3. know. 3.7. I don't know anyone that can, I don't know. He's too much for I've me. Heard, I've heard Keenan from Keenan and Kel. Or is that Kel? Which one's the bigger one? Keenan? I don't know. I think Keenan. Yeah, Keenan. Yeah, Keenan Thompson. Yeah, Keenan Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Keenan Thompson. Yeah. Did a good level of We're, we're going to we're gonna have to watch that one after the, after yeah. the pod's over and give I'll you guys have to a practice. Ready. Yeah, um, so around the league still, uh, moving back to the NBA. Lonzo's playing well. Uh, Lakers aren't great. I think they're, I want to say, 7 8 right now. But they had one last night against the Suns. He didn't play great. Uh, but he has first triple double. Youngest guy ever to do it. Uh, so congrats to him. Beat LeBron by five days. Uh, sorry, LeBron. I guess you're not the king anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, Lonzo last night, though, seven seven points, five rebounds, five assists. thing with me and Lonzo's, I love the Lakers, love Lonzo. It's just tough. I don't see how they can get him the ball all the time when you got guys like Brooke Lopez who can score all the time. Kuzma throwing up a million shots a game. Shoots a lot. Shoots a lot. Shoots a lot. Not a shooter either. Um yeah, he's, he's kind of a shooter, I guess. Ingram taking a lot of shots, too, but I like that. Hopefully he develops. But I kind of think Kuzma's 
the kind of guy that they wanted in Ingram, and Ingram just hasn't developed yet. But we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, I think also to the surprise of the end, the NBA has been the Pistons, man. Ten and three, Drummond's playing crazy. I think you got to look at Van Gundy for coach of the year. Coach, coach of the first three weeks. That'd be sick. <laughs> Stan Van. Um, yeah, the Pistons are playing great. Too I bad think. no one goes to their games. Oh, that that is a sad man. Very brand sad. new, brand new stadium too. They had no one. They had Eminem there, like no one showed Remember up. Remember the Motor City, man. It used to be, it's dying, man. Dying, and um, yeah, I I do think Drummond is a real deal. I really like him as a big man. Um, the biggest thing to point out is his free throw shooting has gone terrible. Up, well, no, it's gone. Up it was tre- terrible. It was terrible, and it's gone up tremendously this year. He's shooting a lot better. I don't have the exact numbers, but I know he's he's worked on that a lot. And he's improving. Um, and another team, and I don't know how they fared, you know, very recently, but the Orlando Magic. Yeah, they out. were playing well. Yeah, the Orlando Magic came out great. I believe at very early. They played season, the Warriors well last night. Very early on in the season, they were actually tied for the top of the East. Um, in terms I think they're of they're fifth right now. Record. Yeah, they're they only lost fifth. to the Warriors by ten last night. That's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, tough loss to the Nuggets. Though. They can't lose to the Nuggets by yeah. like eighteen points. Well, you know, points. when you when you do lose, you know, every team should get about a ten point threshold in terms of losing to the Warriors. So we could basically call that a tie. Um, yeah, the Magic are sitting at 8-6, and six, which is fine. I mean, for a team that's so young, doesn't have a lot of talent on that roster, a lot of raw talent, they're playing pretty well. Um, so that's another team I wanted to point out in terms of doing pretty well. Apparently Caleb Swanigan is going to start the next game. For the Magic? Yeah. Interesting. Cool name. Don't really, don't really know who he is. But. Product. Oh, they, he's a rookie, right? Yeah, from yeah, Purdue. Yeah, yeah. Big, big dominant big man. Likes the ball. Likes <laughs> to have the ball a lot. Cool hair, uh, yes. Yeah. Kind of weird that he's younger than me. It kind of freaks me out. A lot of NBA players are younger than us. Now a lot of professional athletes are going to be younger. Yeah, than whatever. Now. I'm not ready to take on that that point in my life, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah we'll get there eventually. Oh, yeah, a lot of podcasts till we get there. A lot of podcasts. Um, so sp- yeah. Speaking of that, um, we want to give you um, before we wrap up, we want to give you a little preview of what we've got going on in in our week in terms of things we're going to be working on and uh, a preview to next week's pod. One of the first things we want to bring up is something we didn't talk about, and I think we're going to save until the next segment just to, for the for the length's sake, is the Richmond Spiders football team. The season is concluding, obviously not the year that the Spiders wanted. We were projected, I think, I forget, we, st- we started at like the sixth or seventh ranked team, I believe. Yeah, I think we were year. sixth. And now we're not even ranked. We're I think we're sitting at either 500 or a game above. Um, Kyle Arletta, you know, he's had a decent year, but the defense had had some really tough games stopping the run from giving up some deep pass plays, and and we're not going to make the the postseason, unfortunately. I believe for the first time since we've been students here. Yeah, we've made the playoffs the last three years. Pretty unfortunate to see uh, go out pretty bad way senior year, but I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, I think Houston's probably at the center of it all. The players don't really like him, from yeah. what I can hear in, from my anonymous sources. Anonymous sources: Houston is not a popular locker room presence in terms of former coaches that the players have had before. And you know, Rocco's having a good year. He's having a great year. He, he beat us, and that's all that he needed to do. It was an impressive win for the Fighting Blue Hens. That's, we're 0-2 against the Fighting Blue Hens this year, University of Delaware. Yeah, pretty tough. I um, mean, they're sitting at, mm, I don't know, it doesn't say here, but they got a lot of wins, more than us. So <laughs> they'll probably make the playoff. I think they were in the top 25 last time I checked. So Yeah. Yeah, pretty tough. We but have, um, yeah, so in terms of spider football, the, the season, season finale will be this Saturday. Um, at I believe three o'clock, three thirty p.m. Yep. against the William and Mary Tribe, tribe who tribe. are god awful this year. If we lose to them, this what's, what's will be, the record? I I want to say they haven't won a game. No way. 
It's gonna look. Wouldn't that be the most Richmond Spiders thing ever to lose to an undefeated or a defeated team on our last football game ever as oh. students? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm used to it by now. Unfortunately. Uh oh no, they're two and eight. Two and eight. So that's the one that's, too. That's not a very good tribe team coming in. And we have some studies and some experiments we're gonna take on in terms of that game, which we will be reporting live on the podcast for you all to sit back with and, and just some of our opinions on the, the spider football season which we've involved ourselves into it to a decent extent yeah so hopefully we'll get some we'll get some good contact for you guys uh up there we'll have some videos some pictures with some people um we've got to get their permission of course but uh of course. consent is everything with the with the photos um, shout out to the university of richmond irb Yep, shout out IRB, shout out Don Forsyth. Yeah, we, before we before we conclude the podcast, as long as there's anything else that, that we want to touch on, do you have anything you want to touch on as a final note? Um, Not really. Okay. Well, it's going to be another quiet weekend here on qu- campus. Quiet weekend here on campus. It's always quiet. Yeah, it's always quiet here. Um, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors who make this show possible. First and foremost, Dr. Donaldson R. Forsyth. Shout out. In the Jefferson School of Leadership Studies at the University of Richmond. Had a meeting with the provost today. Heard, yeah, it, went, heard it went well. Big news. Heard it went well. Heard it was a productive meeting. Wanna, in general, we want to give a shout out to all of our friends over at the Jepson School of Leadership Studies for sponsoring this uh, this podcast. Use the code FRONTLINE at the checkout to get a free application discount. Free waiver school to the Jepson School of Leadership Studies. For next uh, fall 2018, pretty legit program. Very legit program. As you can tell, it's produced two fantastic, fantastic sports minds. Yeah, so if you want to check out some of our articles, you can hit us up on frontlinefanatics.weebly.com. Weebly, another sponsor of the podcast. Another sponsor of the podcast, unofficial. Um, But yeah, we got some good articles, good content up about there, about some of our experiences at games and uh, just in the past. So We'll be posting more as as the... you know the the semester is almost finished, but we'll be posting some more. Yeah, so give us a like, give us a subscribe, follow us on Twitter. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at Aggie all day at e at Evan Aldifer eight, I believe is my Twitter handle. Although I I need to get my tweet again. Ooh, out. nice breaking news! Uh, David Johnson cast a move. Nice. Will we see him back? Well, uh, yeah, hopefully not. Doesn't I, I season's dropped, over. Dropped him in my fantasy league. Yeah, it's over anyways. So uh, so yeah, check out our stuff. Uh, also, oh, sorry, let me throw a quick baseball thing in there. Pretty funny that Giancarlo will not accept a trade to Red Sox or Yankees. Sad. As a Yankee fan, pretty happy about that. think he wants to come to New York. Would love to get Brett Gardner out of there, get a nice little Aaron Judge, Aaron Hicks, and uh, Giancarlo Stan, bringing Bryce Harper in two years. Oh, man, it's a dream. I'm getting back into baseball after a f- six-year hiatus, but... You know, my, my Nationals fandom is growing slowly and surely. Yeah, as much as they break your heart, you keep you keep following them. But well, they can't break my heart yet because I barely had the heart to start with. That's so. true. Heart's growing. <laughs> Shout out to hearts. Shout um, out to hearts. All right, cool. Yeah, so that's our show. Thank you so much for tuning Thanks in, for everyone. Tuning in. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Talk on to the you podcast. next time. See ya. Peace.